Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom, Wisdom Wednesdays. Wednesdays. We nailed that one. And I know you, we say it every time, but you know, we got to toot. If we don't toot our own horn, guys, who's going to do it for us? Nobody. You do it for yourself. That's right. You shine your light. Oh my goodness. Let's shine that light. It is summer. Ta- it's summer. We're, we're in it. Oh it's my goodness. Are we ever? As I was just balls. telling. Yeah. Hot balls. <laughs> I was just telling Rosie that my office where I do all of my recording and stuff is upstairs, basically in the attic. I can reach up and touch the ceiling and there's no insulation. We have a high today of 90 degrees. So if you watch this on YouTube and you see sweat dripping down my face, that is, it's not a natural glow. It's actually sweat. We could just say it's a natural glow. She's wearing a new highlighting serum for her cheeks. Yeah, it's everybody needs to get it. It's called sweat. Sweat yourself out. (laughs) It's called sweat. So I have been, wow, it's so weird. I just celebrated a birthday and every time I love the summer and not just because it's my birthday time, but just because I love, I love summer so much. But what's interesting is that I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before. I love summer so much when it's summer, I get really excited for the fall, right? I start thinking about Mm -hmm. the fall and I'm like, oh, I really love (laughs) thinking about like, Black cats and witch hats and pumpkins and fall time, Halloween. And then once we're there in the fall, I start thinking of winter time. Oh, I can't wait to make that hot chocolate and get that whipped cream on there. And then when it's winter time, I'm like, I can't wait for it to be spring and the the flowers are blooming. It's just, it's always been the same experience. And it's not bad or good. I'm observing my experience and I'm trying to really enjoy the season that I'm in right now without wanting to future project into what's coming. Because I feel that we all do that with not only the seasons, but we can do it with different things in our lives. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm currently currently working on that. I feel myself being resistant to change. And I'm thinking about that, um, that motto, that slogan, Tess, that we were talking about last weekend, the say no to change. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our t-shirt. We need to make this t-shirt. We need to make a t-shirt because Tessa and I both have, we're having this conversation. I got, I was in uh, Portland over the weekend and we got to see each other briefly. I saw her and Jorge and it was really lovely to hang out on a weekend and um, just kind of trot about town. But, um, you know, it was really funny that we had seen something that it gave us both pause 
And we thought it was really funny how some people are very resistant to change and anything changing. And so we were kind of joking, you know, that we should make a shirt. We saw a shirt that was essentially the opposite of what we're saying. And we're like, wouldn't it be funny if we had a shirt that said say no to change? Because I mean, if you think about it, Tess, like that really applies to a lot of things. It could apply to our own issues maybe that we're dealing with that we don't want to change and maybe we're a little resistant. I'm actually curious to talk to you about this because I feel like it's a topic that we all struggle with at times, that we have these internalized biases about change or sometimes even more so when we are in a space of self-development. What do you think? Oh yeah, 100%. I think it's so interesting that I... I feel like I catch myself feeling like I'll go through these waves of self-development where I feel like, oh, I'm so evolved and I'll be sitting in relationship to somebody else, probably a family member, judging them for not being evolved. Mm, yes. <laughs> and then I catch myself in that moment and I'm like, oh, well, if I'm judging that person for not being as evolved as me, is that really, am I really, <laughs> have I really made the progress that I think I have, you know? So it's always kind of like, that perspective of the experience of self-development versus the mindset of, yeah. does that make sense? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, like, it totally makes sense. I actually want to speak to what you said a little bit, the, the judginess, because a therapist once told me that the judgment that we feel is stemming from a place of potential fear or resentment. So I started to examine it for myself when I do feel a little judgy about things where I'm like, oh God, they're being so resistant to change because they're narrow-minded and they just don't get it. And I'm so much more evolved than they are. And they're just like never going to get it. And that creates a level of separation now where... <laughs> Instead, if I really love somebody and really care about them and want the relationship to be better, we can have a communication or create the camaraderie of it's you and I against the issue as opposed to you're the person with the issue. So now I have to set a boundary against you. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Oh, yeah. 100%. So it's like yeah. that that type of, but I get it. I'm with you. I I'm judgy as judgy can be. I mean, I'm a recovering Catholic, if you recall. So, <laughs> yes. so there's that internalized bias that I was talking about earlier that we have to recognize and reconcile when we are doing this type of work so that we don't fall into those habits of being so close-minded or, or being resistant to change. I'll be the first person to say that I, I mean, you know me, Tess, I am not a big fan of things changing. I can adapt, but I'm very particular. I like things a certain way. And I, I feel when there's a shift in the matrix, it's very jarring. And it's interesting because I just had this conversation with my friend and somebody that I, I really look up to, Jason Pfeiffer, the editor-in-chief of uh, Entrepreneur Magazine. He has a new book coming out, Build for Tomorrow. And I can't wait for everybody, not only to hear the conversation that I have with him, because it's going to blow everybody's minds, but it is uh, such an incredible book. But he was talking about the phases 
of change and how, so I'm not, I don't want to butcher this. So let me, let me see if I can pull up my, my notes here, because I feel like it, it merits me to be able to explain this. And I'm curious if this has been your experience too. He says that we experience change in four phases. The first one is panic. The second is adapt. Third is new normal. The fourth is wouldn't go back, a phase we could not have imagined in the beginning. It's when we gain something so new and great that we wouldn't want to go back to a time before we had it. So it's like, those are the phases, right? And we were talking about, I'm like, well, what's your favorite phase? And he goes, panic. Because if you think about it, I'm like, oh, that's what I panic. I panic all the time. That's my default state is to panic. But he said the reason why it's his favorite is because it's so hilarious. You know, it's like when we really think back, I mean, think about, I mean, I just, I'm going to revert back to our joined experience that we've talked about on the podcast when we both, the the Dropbox, the whole season seven or season six disappeared from the Dropbox. And we were like, oh my God, we were just so panicked. And, you know, I we can look back and think it's hilarious, you know, but yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on all of that. I think panic is an interesting one because I thought you were going to say freeze and maybe that's kind of a synonym reaction to panicking because I think about times in my life where I've experienced a really jarring right turn where I didn't see it was coming. And I feel myself looking back, freeze in those moments and kind of, and I think this is a self-protection mechanism where I will numb, try not to show emotion, try not to show a reaction. But that, I mean, that could be a a way to experience panic, I would guess too. So I absolutely identify with everything. And then I add my layer of freeze. (laughs) 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 I'm frozen. I'm numbing. I'm keeping myself safe and small and nobody can see me. And that that way I'm not to blame. Right. But then in the end, I think coming, yes, hindsight is 2020. It's true. I feel like I can always look back on changes, forks in the road and think, wow, I had no idea that that's why I was doing that. Or I had no idea that that was so important for my development, but now I do. Mm-hmm. I can look back and see why I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's experience. the, yeah, that's the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. And exactly. I think it's hard to think about the outcome of something that is sometimes unimaginable for mm-hmm. some, because we are so stuck in the way that we do things sometimes it could be habits it could be reactions it could be yeah just our fear of changing our fear of the people around us changing you know we talk you and I've talked about this at length you know you start to set boundaries with people and all of a sudden, oh, you've changed. So then you become the bad guy and or gal. And it's a little bit off-putting the fact that you are being in a way punished or spurned because you've decided to be a better person and protect yourself, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. I think having the bandwidth for change can be a tool for resilience and 
it can serve us. And if we start to change the way that we view change, it can really help us adapt better and just connect with people in a more loving and kind, compassionate, empathetic way, as opposed to just saying, just say no to change, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Such a good saying though. You know what this reminds me of? I um, So I think I've talked about this before. We adopted a German shepherd in 2021. So we've had her just a little over a year. She's about four years old and I've never had a breed like this before. German shepherds have very intense personalities. Yes, they're very, very specific type very specific of type person. Of mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I've been doing, I've been working with a trainer with her for a little over a year because she has some reactive tendencies, especially when we see other dogs. And I'm learning a lot about myself through this process of learning how to be out and about with my German shepherd, Bella, and not freak out myself because I'm worried that Bella will have a reaction that I won't be able to control or it will scare someone else. I also want to be able to take her out into public and not be fearful of something happening, right? Or like, you know what I mean? So what this trainer that I've been working with reminded me, and I think this applies to life in general, is that when I come to a situation where I start to feel myself get tense because I think that Bella is going to react, that energy is going to transfer to her and she's going to react anyways because she feels my energy. She can feel you. So what I've been trying instead is when something like this comes up, I see something coming, like maybe there's another dog coming my way. Can I pause long enough to remind myself that this is an opportunity, this is a challenge to learn something new, to practice something that is hard, to practice something that is outside of my comfort zone, but I have this new tool I can use because I've been working with this trainer, so I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And nine times out of ten, Rosie, like everybody has a bad day, even dogs, even Bella has a bad day where she just is going to have a reaction, (laughs) and that's okay. But nine times out of ten, this new tool works, and I'm fine. Bella's fine. Everybody's fine. Nothing crazy happens. And Bella gets a treat. I feel self-confident. We've started to evolve with each other. So she trusts me. I trust her. And it's very much this mirror of how how do I approach challenging situations? How do I approach, you know, change and growing? So I love that. No, I love everything that you're saying. And it is reminding me about how we need to be able to practice certain behaviors so that they become second nature. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially with something as nuanced as training a dog or even parenting, I would imagine, everybody has to learn each other in a way that feels good and to establish a sense of authority, obviously, like with your pet. Look, I'm the worst disciplinarian. I've said this forever our dogs rule the house. Like I know it's not great, but you know, they, they mind and they listen when they need to, but they're just, you know, there are for children, you know, and, but it is interesting to see that dynamic where if I take Chowder, he is such, he's a great dog. Like he will, we go for runs. He listens to me. He is a, I mean, you know, this dog, Tessa, like this is a powerful 85 pounds of solid muscle pit bull. 
you know, who has never known a hard day in his life because we've had him for since he was six weeks old, you know? So he is really powerful, very excited. He just wants to run and just show off his amazing physique, right? So the thing about other dogs, he does get along with other dogs, but there are just certain situations that he's not used to being in because he's just not used to being in certain situations with other dogs. You know, if he is not an aggressive dog, but if another dog starts to bark at him, he reacts. Like Mm -hmm. he starts to bark as well. If a dog is walking by him and is totally chill He's totally chill. No problem. Everything's fine. But the minute that a dog gets aggressive with him, he starts getting aggressive back. And what started to happen is that I started to feel my energy. Anytime I saw a dog that was maybe potentially going to bark, I would tense up. Mm -hmm. He tenses up. And then it's a thing, right? Where it's like, okay, is it the chicken or the egg? Like, is it me causing this? Because I'm just nervous about it or is it him? I can feel his tension and I'm feeding off of that. And I think if we take that example with to people, right, we we transfer it over to people that potentially we maybe not don't have a symbiotic relationship with or we have a difference of opinion or we have different beliefs overall. And you have all the signs that you need to know that you believe in completely different things, how do you then interact in a way that's not going to be that tense filled interaction, if that makes sense? Oh my gosh. Well, this is making me think of a conversation I had with a good friend yesterday. We were talking about, so in the Pacific Northwest, there's a homeless issue. There's there's a lot of homeless everywhere, which I have my opinions about, she has her opinions about, and we, I think, fundamentally agree. This is the thing about disagreeing with somebody. I feel like there's a fundamental agreement on what the issue is. It's usually we diverge in the way that we approach the solution of the issue. That's at least what I found with this conversation. And I felt myself getting activated like mm-hmm. like Bella would and feeling yes. like all tense and having left that conversation and then kind of came home and settled I was asking myself why am I getting why do I have to be right you know mm-hmm. what what is it about this conversation that makes me feel like I have to be the one that's right because I'm sure there's a flavor of truth in her opinion I'm sure there's a flavor of truth in my opinion the thing is, is that issues that we come into contact with like homelessness like you know, all of these things that we experience as a society, they're so nuanced that there's not one right answer. There's not one right way. And there's so many different experiences that could result in, for example, in this situation, someone being homeless that we can't say, oh, that's the problem and just put a blanket statement across the whole issue entirely. So I feel like I'd love to be able to come into a conversation like that where I know it's heated and I it could get heated and I know I have my own opinion and stay open enough to listen to the other person. I'd love this yeah. to happen. Hear what they have to say, find the truth in what they're saying, and just be able to pause and breathe and, and let their opinion sink in and maybe learn something from them. Hello, friends. I want to tell you about Kachava, my all-in-one daily super blend. If you're worried you aren't getting all the nutrients you need or struggling to stay on top of your health, 
then listen up because Kachava has you covered. Kachava puts everything in your body it needs in one glass. So you can have it all, all the superfoods, all the vitamins, all the omegas, all the adaptogens, all the greens, all the proteins, all the benefits for your gut, your skin, your hair, your brain, your muscles, your heart, your whole health. No more compromise, no more guilt, no other nutrition shake does it all like this. They travel to the ends of the earth to source them all and crush it up. Kachava is a powder you take two scoops, just add water, blend it up, and it tastes incredible. They have five delicious flavors. Chocolate and chai are my personal favorite. I drink kachava for breakfast and it keeps me full for hours. There's no way I could get all of these nutrients in my normal diet. And trying to manage all of the supplements and the ingredients you should be taking, I mean, it's a little overwhelming and very expensive. But now Kachava makes clean, organic, superfood nutrition accessible to everyone. You've got to try Kachava for yourself. Kachava's offering 10% off for a limited time. Go to kachava.com forward slash loved, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A and get 10% off of your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com forward slash loved to get 10% off for a limited time. Kachava.com forward slash loved. Well, and the other thing too, Tess, it's not about being right. It's about being validated. Yeah. It's about, it's about both people feeling seen, heard, and understood. Now, me understanding you doesn't mean that you've converted me to believe what you believe. Me understanding you just means I understand what you're saying and I have a desire to empathize with your position and I I see you and I, I validate you. And that should be enough, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to coexist with two differing opinions. The problem is that we are in a society where it is more important to be right than it is to be compassionate and kind. And that is where I feel we lose the opportunity to connect with people in a deeper way where Back in the day, we had more respect for each other, it seemed. There was a little bit more diplomacy in the way that we would have conversations around politics or Mm. around raising children or around just having opinions out in the world. I think with the growth of social media and the way that anyone can say anything to anyone at this point, there's this sort of energy of... I don't have to respect you now because I don't respect what you're saying. So therefore I don't respect you. Therefore your, your thought and feelings are invalid because I think you're a fucking idiot. You know, like Mm -hmm. there is that energy that is very dehumanizing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is where I, for myself having, I can relate to you in that conversation that you're having about the homeless, obviously, like I have similar conversations with, with people that I love and care about. And we have differing fundamental opinions and it is very difficult to not get heated and not get angry. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I can validate them and I can see that they are very upset with the way that I feel about certain topics and issues. 
and I'm sorry that it upsets them. And that's it. That's like, period. I'm sorry that my opinion upsets you. Your opinion upsets me too. Hmm. But there is a validation in that. And that's it. There's a period at the end of that. There is no, but. Yeah. I know that my opinion upsets you, but you're wrong. You know, (laughs) just, you don't want to negate the validation is the point. You want to be able to acknowledge and validate people's feelings, people's experiences, because I feel like that's the only way we're going to find that common ground where the respect can be reinstated. Because I'll tell you right now, if you're not validating my feelings, I'm not saying my opinions, I'm saying validate how I feel, validate my humanity. I'm not saying respect my authority. I'm not saying respect my opinion as your own. I'm just saying I'm human. If you love and care about me, you will see that I have big feelings about this. Mm -hmm. And I can see that you have big feelings about that. And I can sit here and say, I acknowledge your big feelings. And I understand why you feel the way you do. And I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's such good advice. Now see, the next time you think you're getting into a conversation or are going to hang out with somebody who stuff like this comes up with often, it's a great place to practice that. Yes. (laughs) Or I guess what I would say is my counselor, my therapist always recommended practicing something like that when the stakes are really low, maybe playing, you know, with your partner who you trust and somebody that you trust to role play something like that with so that when you get into that conversation, it feels a little bit more natural. You feel like you have that, that neural pathway that's already kind of laid the track for it. I love that. Yeah. Like create a script or like write it out, make yourself a script. That's great. Great advice, Tess. I really love that. That's awesome. Or you could just, you know, get a shirt that says say no to change. (laughs) Created by yours truly at Radically Love. (laughs) I just think, and look, here, here's the other thing in the grand scheme of what is life we're not on this planet forever. Like really be methodical and mindful about what hill you choose to die on. Because I'll tell you right now, there's a a friend of mine that's going through a current health. I don't want to say crisis because Mm -hmm. the crisis has been averted because it, it's not as, I don't want to say catastrophic. It's not as serious as we originally were thinking that this situation was. Still an issue. It's still a concern, but it's not a death sentence. I'm just going to leave it at that. So we've been having conversations about over the last, uh, let's say what, four years, her and I have had kind of some back and forth with just the current political situation that we're, we're in. And we love each other, we respect each other, and and we respect each other to have the opinions that we have. And, you know, I, I will love her until the end of time. And this situation really is a test to how our friendship, it just supersedes any of the small stuff, I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like a life-threatening moment to really diffuse and sort of dissipate any 
little resentments that you may have about what somebody said or what somebody posted or what somebody passively aggressive said to somebody that you know about you mm. when you are being faced with potentially losing somebody, you know, it it really helps put things into perspective. And her and I had this conversation and, and we we're kind of laughing, you know, because it's like, man, hey, nothing to make you remember what is really important in your life, you know, and and look, I'm always, I'm not going to say I'm always the bigger person. You know, she'll probably laugh at hearing me say that because I, I am, can be, and I'm sure this is going to be difficult for some people to hear, but I can be difficult sometimes, you know, and I know that it's not been the easiest thing for her, for her either. and stubborn that happens sometimes too. But sure. I think it's important for us to just even think about if we do have a hard time with people in our lives or a person specifically that maybe we've we've kind of the pandemic, the pandy wandy or elections or current political climate or the climate of the world, any of these issues that have been huge talking points in the media that have created a rift in relationships in your lives, I would say reevaluate them. And see what the core values are. If you still align with your people at the deepest core of who you are and who they are, then just remember that we're not here for a very long time and life's too short. You know, life is truly, truly too short. Tori and I were just in Oregon over the weekend, as I said, his parents just celebrated their 50th that's incredible. Wedding. Wow. I can't believe yes. it's just like 50 years. I mean, oh, so sweet. That is wild. Yeah. That's half a century. Yeah. And they're like the same person going strong. I mean, yeah. did they did they impart any wisdom in terms of what 50 years later looks like? No, uh, I mean, they're like just they're hilarious. I mean, yeah. my father-in-law, he is so funny, like he's a cream puff inside, you know, Aww. he's got this, this really tough external exterior, you know, so Tori's mom is like, just has one of the biggest hearts mm -hmm. in the world. And I think they were very surprised. It was a complete surprise for them. You know, that we, we threw this, all the kids through this surprise 50th wedding anniversary with friends. I mean, that they've had for 30 years, you know, that they've not seen in many years that traveled from all over, you know, all over the country to come and be at the celebration. It was, it was really beautiful, but it was, it was great, you know, and I, Tori and I will be celebrating our 20 year anniversary, which means I've known them for almost 20 years. And it's, the whole point to what I was saying or what I was going to say, the whole life's too short, is that I realized that a lot of those family friends and a lot of people that I knew at that celebration, unfortunately, I had only met at sad events, you know, mm -hmm. when Tori's grandfather passed away or when his uncle passed away, you know, so it was really really incredible and fun and great to be able to see these people, see some of his, you know, People, some of Glenda's friends that would babysit Tori when he was little, you know, that it's like all of these old friends that they've had for years under better circumstances, you know, as a yeah. celebration as opposed to 
all these people only get together for one thing, you know? And to me, looking at the sort of silver lining of the whole experience, it just reminded me, wow, like this needs to happen more often. You know, we need to be able to look at the big picture and think about those celebratory moments in our lives and and the people that are important to us. I mean, there was there was people at that space that hadn't talked in years because mm-hmm. of whatever reason. And it seemed like there was a lot of coming together and a lot of people that hadn't talked for many years that at that event, they sort of reconnected and stuff. So I don't know, the energy there was just felt very love filled, you know, Aww. and it just was, it yeah. was, it was awesome. And uh, it sort of reminded me of, and then having this situation that I've just had with my friend where it's like, okay, like what's going on? Is this, is this what we think it is? Like, what's the next steps? It just, it makes everything, it just puts everything to perspective. Yeah. Know? Yeah, for sure. That's such a helpful reminder too, to kind of remind you. I think sometimes when that perspective shift happens, at least for me, it feels like I'm kind of on autopilot and going through life a little bit more unconsciously than I think Mm. I would have chosen otherwise. So stuff like that will sort of wake you up, kind of like a slap in the face. Oh my gosh, speaking of slaps in the face. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Rosie. Let's hear it. But it was the best. It was like a literal slap in the face. So have you heard of the tortilla challenge? Mm -mm. Apparently it's like this thing where you put water in your mouth. (laughs) What? You put water in your mouth. Okay. So like you're standing, there's two people, one, one person's facing you, you both put water in your mouth and then you have a tortilla and you slap the other person in the face of the the tortilla. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) hold on. You've got to, I got to pull this up. Uh, We're going to pause this because I got to see a visual. I'm a visual learner. I got to pull it up. One sec. Okay, so go on. I have it pulled up. Go on with your story. Okay, so each person has water in their mouth. Each person has a tortilla in their hand. You slap the other person with the tortilla in the face, and the first person to spit out their water because they're laughing loses, right? So the goal is to keep (laughs) lovingly (laughs) slapping the other person in the face with a tortilla until one person laughs and spits their water out. And then, obviously, you've lost the game. (laughs) Which is silly, right? It sounds so silly. But I was thinking about this. Jorge and Christopher. Christopher's my nephew. Jorge's my husband. They love things that are, like, comically painful. Like, Jorge cracks up about people falling. And I never really understood it. I love watching stuff like that. Yeah, you do, too. And I just, like, for some reason, I can't wrap my head around that all the time. like, this is not funny. It looks painful to me. This, I like, guess. are they this, okay? Did something happen to them? I, like, is that person going to walk away from that? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's so funny because we take ourselves so seriously, right? Like we get an autopilot. We take ourselves so seriously. And then as adults, things like this, the, you know, there's always something. There was the ice bucket challenge a while ago. I can't remember right. when that mm-hmm. was. It was a few years ago, but now it's the tortilla challenge. Anyway, so I had this real life experience Getting slapped in the face with a flying tortilla at a concert. (laughs) (laughs) So this is back, it was like eight years ago. Jorge and I were living in San Francisco. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we we go to the con- this concert every year. It was the Bridge School benefit that Neil Young puts on. He invites all of these artists to come and sing for yeah. the Bridge School, which his son goes to. It's to raise money for their school. And we're sitting in the field, like this grassy field with our friends. And I look up in the sky and I see these things that look like little tiny flying saucers, like white little flying saucers. <laughs> and I was like mesmerized. I was like, what is that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, this thing just starts to torpedoes towards my face. And oh my I, I swear to God, I was like in a trance. It was like slow motion torpedoing towards my face. And I had sunglasses on and it smacked me so hard in the face, Rosie, that my sunglasses got knocked off and I fell over. Oh my <laughs> <not> God. Kidding. <laughs> but that I needed, awful. it was hilarious. And I'll tell you why, because before <laughs> that I was having a moment of anxiety. I was in this big crowd and I was starting to feel like my heart rate raise. And that for some reason I was having all this anxiety and then I look up in the sky and these tortillas are flying around. I didn't know what they were at the moment. And then one just slowly starts to come towards me, smacks my sunglasses off my face. And it just, it was like literally getting a smack in the face by the universe. And I just started cracking up. I was like, oh my God, I'm taking myself too seriously. Everything's okay. And then the rest of the night was magical. And the music oh was amazing. Oh my God. And all it took was a tortilla slap to get you back in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> that is that's the moral of the story the moral of the story that is so messed up but also what a great metaphor and right. literal experience i mean i i would be pit i would be looking for something like who threw that you know why were they throwing tortillas i don't know there were like thousands of tortillas in the sky so what a waste it was, it was like this thing that you know how people do strange things at concerts. Yes, no, I didn't get do. the memo. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wild. That is so wild and hilarious. And I'm sorry. And it's funny. And it's also shitty, but it's also great. I think it was exactly what I needed in that moment. <laughs> I mean, it really literally made me laugh so hard. We were all cracking up. You LOL'd. Yeah. It was just like, okay, I can go on and enjoy this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Well, I think that that does it for this Wisdom Wednesday episode. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know where we, we went all kinds of places. Thank you for bearing with us and for still being here. If you're still listening, amazing. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And just a reminder that we do have a retreat coming up this fall. We're going to Spain and it's going to be in freaking credible. You need to come. This is your personal invite to come with us and join the fun. Thank you all so much for listening and we will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com. <laughs>